This is Anshu Bahanda on Wellness Curated. Thanks for joining me on this podcast. My mission is to empower you with health and wellness so that you can then go and empower others. Today I have for you a leading light in endocrinology Dr. Isabel Bond. Dr. Isabel graduated as a medical doctor in Paris at the University of Pierre in Marie Curie and she qualified in the specialty of endocrinology, metabolic diseases and nutrition and she further specialized in functional medicine which she has been practicing for over 12 years now. We got so much invaluable information today. Listen to this. Weight gain and what we call the tummy gain is again related to the diminution of the estrogen and progesterone, but more specifically the estrogen. So the body is very clever. The woman needs Mm -hmm. a little, little bit of secretion of estrogen. And as it happens, the fat cells, the adipose tissue, is secreting estrogen. So it's like a backup uh, system by the body to protect uh, the woman from that severe deficiency that happen at menopause. And so that's why it's so difficult to get rid of it. Tell me, what is wellness to you? It's not only about the physiology and about the body. It's also about the psyche about the mental being in harmony with your body and I would even say for some people who are spiritual that there is also that connection to the spirit okay and in functional medicine we speak about the PNEI system psycho-neuro-endocrino-immune gut system and it's very important to understand you know, this connection, we call it the mind-body connection, but it's very important and it works in both ways, you know. It is about plenitude, you know, harmony between the psyche and the body, Mm -hmm. the mental and the physiology. Now, tell me, let's start talking menopause, the topic that people have waited for for weeks. All women know that menopause is Wednesday, someone stops having their period, right? So how would you explain it in terms of the systems and what are the clinical symptoms for menopause? Menopause, to understand the word, it's menses pause. So menses is a period we have every month, okay? And pause means stop. So it's a time when the period are stopped. And we speak about proper menopause after one year without a bleeding. But usually it's over several months, sometimes years. So what what is happening is that from about 12, 15 years old until let's say 50, the woman has a regular cycle or more or less regular cycle. And the estrogen go up and down within a certain range between the follicular, the first part of the cycle, and the luteal phase, the second part of the the cycle. 
And the progesterone is only secreted in that second part. And it's a wave of hormones that is more or less regular that change during pregnancy, of course, change if you take a raw contraceptive. But basically, it's these waves of hormones. At menopause, okay. uh, this estrogen, estradiol, is going to start to diminish but it doesn't diminish at once. It's going to go down, then up, down and up. And you can mm -hmm. see clinically that women are going to have more and more scarce cycle. They're longer and longer, or they could be shorter and shorter and then longer. So the hormones are definitely up and down. As the progesterone goes down more slowly, but it goes down you know, progressively over several months or years. So these changes are going to affect, I would say, nearly all systems. Okay. And the main systems that are going to be affected are going to be the bones, the, bones. the heart, okay. and the brain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. But as uh, also okay. something that every woman, I'm sure, uh, uh, could uh, report, it's also a, a case of dryness okay so dry skin dry hair okay. uh, dry uh, secretion of the vagine dry dry vagine dry bladder uh, so it's mm -hmm. uh, very important that women have estrogen receptors to nearly every cells in her body and also into the brain okay. and the progesterone is the same so this diminution is going to affect the bone. We know it's going to induce osteoporosis. It's going to affect the heart. Mm -hmm. We know that after 50 years old, mm -hmm. the cardiovascular risk, the disease of cardiovascular in women, is reaching the level of cardiovascular disease in men. And that is very important to mm -hmm. uh, understand because a lot of women you know, are scared of breast cancer, but do they realize that mm -hmm. women in general are going to die twice more of a cardiovascular disease when a woman is not treated? And this is the first cause of death. Oh, wow. And the third system that is really okay. affected is the brain, okay? You right. have quite a lot of women who are going to have uh, signs of depression, signs of anxiety. Uh, you know, they're going to have memory issues. And all of that is because we know that uh, the estrogen, well, I say the estrogen because women have three estrogen, estradiol, estriol, and estrone. But the main one is estradiol. And the progesterone, they have receptors okay. in the brain too. So it's definitely going to okay. affect all these functions, the cognitive function and the emotions of the woman. Mm -hmm. Another system, if I can speak, is all the system of the mucosa, uh, like in your mouth, in your intestine, in your vagine, in your bladder. So all, all these uh, tissue uh, is uh, really moist. Uh, by the steroid, huh? the, the estrogen and progesterone are steroids. And I'm sure all women uh, realize if they're not treated uh, that uh, this tissue dries up 
with all the consequences. So urinary infection, vaginal dryness, um, difficulty during intercourse and so on. Before we carry on further, I want you to clarify one thing to us. What period would you say is menopause? The term menopause is the time when a woman after one year never never had or experienced a period. And that corresponds, mm -hmm. uh, biologically speaking, to the rise of the FSH, you know, the follicular-stimulating hormone coming mm -hmm. from the hypophase, and it's going to rise and achieve a plateau. When that FSH is at a plateau, okay. that's what we call the menopause. You're saying to me that it carries on, the effects yeah. of it carry on. It doesn't stop when no. the period stops no. for a year. So that's a very important point for everyone to hear. Dr. Isabel has said that it affects the bone, yeah, the mainly. heart, and the brain. But what we need to be aware of mainly, as well as uh, mucosa, which is, it causes dryness in every, a lot of the organs of the body, whether it's the skin, whether it's yeah, the absolutely. vagina, the gut lining, the, and you know, which is interesting because in, even in Vata, they say, in Ayurveda, they say, we can't go on to the Vata phase of our lives in Ayurveda when you go into menopause. But the important point here is it doesn't stop with the periods. And I want you to explain to us exactly what happens to the hormones before, during, and after okay. the process? So I'm going to start with the FSH because we were speaking about the FSH. So it's a okay. hormone coming from the brain, the hypophysis, okay. stimulating the follicles, okay? So the woman is born with a set number of follicles. So the little baby girl, when she's born, has a set number of follicles that is going to remain, you know, for, for her. That's, that's a set number. And okay. that stays stable yes. until the little girl arrives at teenage time, and then she's going to start to have her period. So every time, every month, you have a cohort of follicles that comes, are stimulated by the FSH, end up with one follicle that we call the de Graaf, follicle, which is going to be the egg, which is released in the tuba, progressively arriving in the uterus. And if it's fecunded, then it's going to have a baby. Otherwise, it's going to be eliminated at the next so period. So these follicles, yeah. they have cells that secrete the estrogen. At time of ovulation, when the egg is released, the scar of that follicle is called right. corpus luteum. And that corpus luteum start to secrete the progesterone, which is in the second part of the, okay. uh, the luteal phase, and also the estrogen, okay? So the estrogen have uh, okay. a peak during follicular phase and a second peak during luteal phase, and the progesterone is only secreted during luteal phase. So what happens at menopause okay. is that uh, the quality of the eggs, you know, the eggs, they have the age of the lady, mm -hmm. okay? So if the lady is 50, the egg is 50. Okay. It's not like in men where the sperm okay. is regularly yes. every month, you know, secreted and produced, okay? Yes. So that egg is 50 years yes. old. So the quality of that follicle is really not optimal, okay? And so the secretion okay. of the okay. estrogen 
and progesterone is going to diminish little by little. And during this time, mm -hmm. the hormones varies, but towards diminishing, towards the diminishing of the secretion. So now tell me, what happens to women emotionally? Yeah. You were talking about how it affects their brain. Women have uh, receptors to estrogen to nearly every part of their body, but specifically in the brain, we have receptors to estrogen in the okay. hypophysis, hypothalamus, amygdala, and hippocampus. Mm -hmm. Place in the brain that uh, has a big impact on emotion. And they're also the place where you have the dopamine, okay. the serotonin, the GABA secretion. When they diminish, they're going to have less of an impact on these cells, on the neurons, and these neurons are going to be less produced. So the serotonin is related to okay. happiness. So we're going to have a diminution in a serotonin. So women are going to feel more depressed. Mm -hmm. Okay. The other neurotransmitter okay. which is affected is the dopamine. So the dopamine is uh, the decision-making mm -hmm. neurotransmitter. It's a working memory. Interesting. The other mm -hmm. uh, neurotransmitter which is affected a, a little bit more specifically uh, from the progesterone is GABA. And GABA is uh, absolutely key to soothe anxiety. If you have a diminution of GABA, the woman is going to start okay. to have anxiety, uh, you know, palpitation, and, and feel really unwell. What to do with the menopause tummy, as it's called, and the weight gain? Weight gain, and what we call the tummy gain, is again related to the diminution of the estrogen and progesterone, but more specifically the yeah. estrogen. So the body is very clever. The woman needs mm -hmm. a little, little bit of secretion of estrogen. And as it happens, the fat cells, the adipose tissue, is secreting estrogen. We know that. So it's not a huge secretion like the ovaries, but they do secrete estrogen. Uh, so it's like a backup uh, system by the body to protect uh, the woman from that severe deficiency that happen at menopause. And so that's why it's so difficult to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And what about night sweats and sleeplessness? So the night sweat are part of the FSH rising progressively to a plateau. I'm not sure we understand what is the system or the connection. Okay. Lack of sleep or the difficulty sleeping okay. is due to the diminution of the progesterone. So as it diminishes, for sure, mm. the, the sleep is going to be not as good. And you have the GABA diminishing. So you have women who experience anxiety, okay. waking up about 3, 4 o'clock in the morning with anxiety, not sleeping, not able to return to sleep. That's all you know, related to the progesterone, gently diminishing. This is Anshu Bahanda. You can find our podcast, Wellness Curated, on Apple, Spotify, and a host of other channels. Dr. Isabel, also talk to me about sexual desire in women when they're going through menopause and after. The hormones, the secretion of the estrogen, are diminishing, as I mentioned earlier, uh, it's create uh, dryness. It's not going to uh, provide a very healthy biofilm. So the biofilm, if you put your tongue inside the mouse on your gum, uh, you know, you can feel it's very soothing, mm -hmm. you know? 
So that is uh, mm -hmm. uh, drying because uh, the steroid, the estrogen and the progesterone, are uh, mm -hmm. giving like uh, a bed of uh, nutrition uh, for uh, this biofilm to be very uh, healthy and moist. So the vagine is going to uh, okay. start to dry and diminish also anatomically. So intercourse mm -hmm. is going to mm -hmm. become painful uh, or sometimes not possible. Uh, another um, hormone okay. I didn't mention so far is the testosterone. Okay, so the testosterone is also secreted yes, yes. in the woman's body about 50 times less than in a gentleman, but it's also quite important uh, for the energy and the libido. And again, that hormone is diminishing during uh, the perimenopause and menopause. So the combination of this hormone diminishing is inducing, mm -hmm. you know, a loss of interest uh, in uh, sexual intercourse. So then tell me, we've gone through a lot of the changes and a lot of things that people experience. What else have I left out? Something okay. else we could speak about okay. is joints. Depending on your genetic background, mm -hmm. the effect on the estrogen in the different tissue is going to be different. Some women, right. uh, one of the symptoms they come with is joint pain. And uh, again, we're not sure what is the connection between the cartilage cells and the estrogen, but it's definitely uh, one symptom that uh, we do uh, notice. As far as I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, we have HRT and we have yes. alternative treatments. So will yes. you talk us through both? Yeah, what I use, which is BHRT, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. Okay. What we're speaking about when we say hormones, it's a big basket, like a big basket of fruits, but you're not going to compare an apple to berries, mm -hmm. okay? So it's exactly the same with hormones. And a woman should uh, be substitute only with natural hormones, Okay. So that's a very important point you've made, that if you decide to go for HRT, only Absolutely. go for natural hormones. You have combination of natural estradiol uh, with some progestative. I personally, that's personal opinion, I don't like this combination because I don't know what it's going to give on a long-term basis. Okay. Uh, I, uh, we have, you know, natural progesterone since the uh, 70s or even before, you know. And now we have in terms of okay, natural okay. estrogen, uh, we have patch, mm -hmm. we have the cream, the gel, we have losange that you put under your tongue. So there are several formulations that you can take. I want to clarify, if you do decide to go for HRT, you've yeah. said make sure it's natural. Well, how do you think should it be taken to it be It depends what is the wish of the lady and, and the age of the lady. If a lady comes to see me and she's still between 45 and 50, she's going to need a much, uh, you know, a higher level than a lady maybe with 70 or 80. Right. Okay. So depending on the age of the, of the lady, I'm going to choose... Usually, I like to choose the losange that you put under the tongue, and you can give a striol, which okay. is really nice uh, for the skin. You can add testosterone, very, very low dosage, 0.1 milligram. And um, other hormones I didn't mention uh, before, but which are also very nice to add is the DHEA, 
so pregnenolone, so the adrenal hormones, yeah. but that really helps a woman and uh, aging. Uh, they're, they're very good for that also. And the progesterone, you put it in the capsules, for example, with olive oils or wh whatever, like utrogestant you find very easily on the market. And then depending on the age also of the woman, you can do cyclical uh, variations. So you give the estrogen the whole month and the progesterone the second part of the month. Mm -hmm. You have some ladies are going to have a higher risk of developing a breast mm -hmm. cancer. Now, remember, the breast cancer is going to develop over between five to 10 years. So it's not something that happens overnight, okay? Uh, it's a very slow process. I'm speaking of the uh, tumors that happens in women after 50. I'm not speaking of the breast cancer in young mm. women, which is a completely different story and far more yes. aggressive. So depending uh, okay. on the family history, so you have to do a proper check uh, and uh, then you're going to have a variation, a modulation of the dosage you're going to give to the lady. I always check how these hormones are detoxified by the liver. So we have two means mm -hmm. to see how the liver is detoxifying these hormones. Uh, you can do a genetic testing, a liver detox genetic testing. Um, and the other um, test I do is in the urine to see, depending on your lifestyle and nutrition, how this liver is doing this uh, detoxification. And based on these two results, so I do it at, at the beginning, I can adapt and choose the dosage. And it's something I discuss with my patient. Again, when we say, oh, my mother had a breast cancer, okay. immediately I think genetic, but genetic in the liver, and, you know, what is also the environment, you know, the nutrition, you know, are you obese? Are you smoking? Do you drink a lot of alcohol? So all of that, it's a, it's a big information you need to gather. And then you choose the formulation and the dosage. If anyone has fibroids in their uterus or fibrous breast, they need to be very careful about it. So a woman who has a fibroid endometriosis, fibrous uh, breast, is usually, because there is nothing 100% in biology and in mm -hmm. the human species, is usually a lady who has probably uh, what I call a hyperestrogenic tearing, dominance. And that happens when the liver okay. cannot detoxify very well the hormones. So you have, you have two choices okay. here. Either you change the lifestyle and the nutrition of the lady to optimize that detoxification, or this is not, you know, in their mm -hmm. <laughs> horizon, they don't want to change anything. And yes, you would, you know, diminish a little bit, especially women who have fibroids, because if you give hormones, they might bleed mm -hmm. again. So you need to okay. change maybe uh, the dosage. An exception where I would use for short time, progestatif, progestin, okay, to dry up the Ah, interesting. Okay. Okay. So that's, you know, you have to adapt. If someone yeah. starts on HRT, maybe just before or during yeah. menopause, would you recommend that they keep taking it for years after, for the rest of their life? Okay, there is what <laughs> the medical school and the colleges say, and then there is my opinion. So uh, if you speak in general 
you know, the gyne, uh, they're going to tell you it's good for 10 years, then you stop. Except that, mm -hmm. let's say a woman starts her menopause at 45, and you want her to stop at 55. So <laughs> that's not going to work. I'm sorry. You know, a 55-year-old woman today yeah. is still young, active, you know, with a job and so on. You, yes. you, you cannot tell her, stop, okay? Me, my personal opinion, because I follow groups in the USA, like Wordling, Neil Rosier, you know, they have years of experience with bioidentical hormones. And they have their woman until the woman wishes. So they have women in their 80s having still their hormone. Now, I'm not saying that the dosage is the same. Uh, maybe you want to diminish a little bit, but it depends for every case on, you know, on the history of the woman yeah. and, you know, her activity. Uh, so that's, that's very important. And tell me about alternative treatment. So if someone okay. decides not to get HRT. We have product like homeopathy product like Actean from Boiron in France, A-C-T-E-A-N-E. -E. It's a product from Boiron. The, Boiron is the name of a homeopathic company in France. Okay. All these natural uh, options are going to work quite beautifully on the hot flashes and the night sweat. Like the herbs, you have the mm -hmm. black courage, you have the evening primrose oil, you have the sage, mm -hmm. you have essential oils. Uh, the lavender, all of that works quite well, but none of them, as far as I know, none of them is going to protect the bones, the brain, the heart. Okay, so that's interesting. I would definitely ask a homeopath about that as well, but that's interesting what you're saying, and it's a very important point for all of us to note that we need to find out what will help our bones, brain, yes. and heart yes. optimally. You know, because it's something uh, that it doesn't happen overnight. It's something that, you know, uh, the woman is going to experience after the year goes on. And now the life expectancy of the woman, mm -hmm. you know, is reaching 90. So the message is do a thorough medical, a medical history check, a family history check, you know, understand how the woman is detoxifying the hormones. I always support with DIM. Diendolmethan, which is an extract of broccoli, which helps the liver to detox the hormones. All women okay. I treat have this, and sometimes okay. CDG, CD glucuronate, uh, which helps uh, some enzyme we have in our gut that recycle uh, the hormones. We don't want that when we do HRT or BHRT. Uh, so you know, look look at uh, all the environment, and then make your choice of uh, the formulation, the dosage. And for me, as, as long as it can be. Do you have any advice? Yeah, I would say uh, get educated with books or papers. What can trigger breast cancer? And I know that's a question which is very yeah. interesting so to a lot obesity of can Obesity can uh, be a, a risk factor. It's not a trigger. It's a risk factor. So it's very important to understand the difference. Okay? okay. It's not something... You have okay. an, it, it switch on breast cancer. That's not how it works, okay? They're risk factors. So obesity is a risk factor. Smoking is a risk factor. Lack of exercise is a risk factor. Alcohol is a risk factor. And then your gene, your genetics. Uh -huh. 
So there, there are exceptions always. In medicine, there is nothing 100%. Thank you so much. We were talking to Dr. Isabel Bond. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the Wellness Curated podcast. Please subscribe and tell your friends and family about it. And here's to you leading your best life.